When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Amy from Paper Jackets. Hey, what's up? This is Emily from Paper Jackets. Hey, this is Johnny from Paper Jackets. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is James with Paper Jackets. And you're You're listening listening to to Tobin Tobin Tonight. Woohoo! The first thing I want to get into with you guys is... Um, the name paper jackets, how did that come to be? Because in my mind, jokes all aside, I'm a Newfoundlander here in Canada. That's what we do. We like to poke fun. I feel like you guys were all just coming up with a name and someone was like rock, paper, scissors. No, got it. Paper jackets. Boom. I think it's, it's as simple as we saw some paper jackets. We saw them over there in the corner and we said, you know, that looks like paper jackets. Like I, I saw some bottles uh, with uh, brown bags around them. And uh, it looked to me like jackets on, on those bottles, you know? And that's that's kind of how, uh, truthfully, that's like, that's as simple as it is. Uh, and, and then there's different versions of the story, but you know, but that's that's pretty much it. It's, it's I, I like that answer. It's kind of like a, a mystery answer there because it's like, you know, I, I think of bands like, you know, Blink-182, <laughs> 1975, where you're like, where's the 182 coming apart? And they're like, yeah, if we called ourselves Blink, we would have got sued. So we just came up with 182. I'm like, it's a lie. Don't you lie to me. You tell me where that 182 yeah. comes from. I'm taking that to the grave with me, James. <laughs> one other one other really good interpretation is like the, the, the jackets on on like LPs, like old fashioned records, you know, the paper jackets oh, yeah. go on the records. That was like a, that's like a, that's like a side, you know, that's like a, that's like a, a fan, you know, you know, sort of like if, if a fan were to make up, you know, how the paper jackets were formed, that would be their, their interpretation. But truthfully, I was sitting around trying to, you know, you, you want to know how it, we started i was sitting on uh one of those like domain sites trying to find a, a, a you know like www.whatever.com yeah and I, I i typed in the first one i typed in was paper the first one i typed in was paper jacket and so that was taken so i just added an s and it was paper jackets and that was totally available and so i was like yeah, I'm gonna fucking get that donate name. Who's using you know? paper jacket? I have no idea, but if people are making jackets out of paper, I don't think out it's a good thing. Like a couture type of runway look. It could oh, be. Oh well, it's <laughs> back up for sale. I I, I like I like the uh, I like that idea because I mean when I was younger and I was just thinking, oh, like, I'll start a band. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a very pop person, uh, but for some reason, the color, I, I like the color blue, although I'm wearing red here, but it's like, 
blue and I thought like death for some reason because I, I liked Fall Out Boy. I like punk stuff. So I was like, let's combine those two and call it Bleth. But ironically enough, it would have been all like pop songs. So imagine you going to a concert, punked out of your mind, and then all you hear is, it's not unusual. And they'll be like, I did not come here to listen to this. His name is Bleth. It doesn't market well. <laughs> That's yeah. like someone going and naming themselves like Elvis Presley, and then you go there and they just do like I don't know, like Fall Out Boy covers or punk covers. Right. Like I don't expect this. You ripped me off. I want my money back. Right. <laughs> you don't want to be confused. You don't want to be confused by the name. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just you know, I I feel like some people just try to combine letters of their name, and I'm just like, no, because there's always going to be a band member that's like, you just taken one letter out of my name and five out of that person's name yeah but he's the lead singer that's why it's like i'm out of here i'm forming my own band I'm call it d12 no yeah i need at least i need at least five letters to be satisfied <laughs> that's funny though because we do call ourselves jaja but secretly yeah it's like a second band name you should mention it yeah <laughs> Um, I, I kind of want to, okay, so like to, to get into, I guess, each individual one of you to kind of pick your brains, tell me a little bit about your story about, I guess, getting to where you're to. Um, Johnny, I'll start with you. Of like, you know, tell me a little bit about how you got into music, who are some of your influences? And yeah, I'm picking on you first, so the others have a little bit of time to think about it. <laughs> oh, no, no problem at all. I guess, you know, we were just talking about this with each other. I don't know, when I was a kid, I was always like really into like, drums and actually drums are my first instrument and so and then i eventually picked up the guitar and not to bring up fallout boy but like when i was in middle school was literally obsessed with fallout boy and that was kind of the start <laughs> and then yeah just uh yeah i was in a band when i was in like middle school i was the drummer and then just like i've always just played music and then when i was 18 i moved out to la and just kind of always done music and then one day I was uh, I was perusing on Craigslist for like a couch or something, and I was like, "Oh man, I should like to see if there's anybody looking for like guitar players." <laughs> like the third person down was like, "Guitar player wanted for like pop alt bands." And then I like me messaged and like like within like literally five minutes, James called me, not even just responded to my email, but called. And then <laughs> it was like we met like two days later. Here we are. That's kind of the brief version. I, I like I like how you mentioned about follow up when you got into drums. Like now, when you were in high school, did you ever have to? Because I know you said a little bit about guitar, but did you ever have to compete with a guitar guy or a guy that shows up to campfires that only knows, like, say, Oasis, and that's all he ever sings? And you just go over with the drums and be like, "No, this is my stage now." I think it was kind of the opposite. Like, there's this guy who's like super good at guitar, and I was like, "Man, the guy's like so fucking good." Like. <laughs> I don't want to be better than him and maybe wasn't the best like attitude towards it but i kind of you know i think i did <laughs> <laughs> he was so cool and i was like i want to be cooler than him yeah, oh, yeah, no, I, 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 I get that that's how i deal with my podcast when someone's like you're not cool i'm like my whole life goal now is to be cooler than you exactly. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, I take the I take the Mike Posner approach. The Mike Posner approach really to heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, James, we'll we'll go with you next. Uh, how did how did you kind of get into uh, music? Because I know vocals. I, I feel like you started with the singing in the shower and said, "Damn, I'm pretty good at this." 
<laughs> Are you talking about me? Are you talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what point did I say I was saying in the shower? He's kidding with you. No, I, I'm kidding with you. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no. Your 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 uh, your your audio feed cut out when you said my name, so I thought you said Amy. Uh, no, no. I was like, did she sing in the show? <laughs> so, so you want to know about my influences? Yeah, like how did how did you get into the music side? Like, I I, I kind of look at it as if you know a lot of people will just kind of sing to themselves, sing in the shower as they do, and then they're like, you know what, I'm pretty good at this, and then they go out in the real world and they're like. Oh my God, I'm terrible. But in this case, it works Dude, for you. Yeah, I never, just for the record, I never was a shower singer, but I did I did scream in the bathroom just to hear the echo of my voice. Uh, just a few times as a, as a kid. As a kid, I was like, I was mesmerized by the echo. It was, a, it was before reverb was introduced to me. I had to go into the bathroom and just yell to get the reverb. But yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, for me, like, um, I was always, I was always like into music. As soon as I heard it, as soon as I saw like a boombox and put the seat. For me, it was more of like one hand was in the tape deck and one hand was in the CD disc, the the, the CD ROM deck. I had like there's too too many different uh, CD ROMs and and uh and tapes around my house but i will tell you that the big ones were like um you know like for for me like i i got into my mom's music and she always listened to like def leppard and like queen and my dad always listened to elvis and so i just did a, I, and, and as soon as i saw elvis presley i was like man that guy's got some moves i think he looks cool I like his golden suit. I want to wear a golden suit one day. So I was like, God damn, I'm going to do that. And that was where I kind of like went to. And then all these kids in high school were like, man, you should listen to Nirvana and all that shit. So I was like, okay. But I, truth be told, I never really liked Nirvana because that guy just was too strung out on heroin, you know. But um, I will tell you that I, it, the purest heart, before I ever tried drugs, I loved Elvis Presley. And I uh, and I still love Elvis Presley, so that's all I can say. No, I I think that's a, a solid answer. I like that. Uh, I know <laughs> when you're talking about the reverb, I usually go into the bathroom when I was younger and just want to hear my own voice because no one would listen to me. That's sad. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> um, Emily, we'll go with you next. Like, how did how did you get your I guess musical talent or like interest in music? Um. Well. So my parents always had like instruments laying around the house. There was an acoustic guitar in the hallway, like a old upright. And I used to just like go over and like pluck a string or, or press a key and just listen and just be amazed at the sound that it made. And and then just like everybody else, like my parents always had on MTV. Like my mom would wake me up blasting like Fergie. She loved Fergie. Um, so that was kind of like always around, like there was always a record on, whether it was Dave Matthews Band, Metallica, Dire Straits, it was always something. And then uh, one day my dad bought a drum set. I still don't know why, <laughs> just bought a drum set. Midlife, midlife crisis. <laughs> I, yeah, um, 
And like I, I was young, I was like, I I have to say though, I was also homeschooled. Um so everybody in the house got to try this drum set and uh I I didn't get to and I got upset and I went to my room and went to my fort <laughs> and I was like man and then they put on acdc really loud and i was like well i'm just gonna go out there and if i play to the beat no one's gonna know no one's gonna know it's me so i went out there and did just that and of course it's a drum set it's loud so like everybody came out noticed it and then i feel like i was thrust into like uh percussion classes and uh i was homeschooled so that was like my whole world was just music classes got into the classical side of things. Uh, I got into piano so I could play with my sister, but she stopped practicing. Going into piano competitions, um, doing both piano drums and all the percussion, like xylophone, marimba, all that stuff. I got into jazz bands, whatever I could get my hands on basically. Um, but I often found that I was like the runt, I guess because you know in in music that while well, these classes there's like the higher up like the first chair the second chair the third chair and i would always like compete for it and nail every part and somebody would always get like offended by that i don't know but i just had a really hard time at school and getting picked on and everything and uh when i was 18 i moved out to la and just want to get in bands and things and that's actually how I met James we were in, in some bands together and then uh we kind of went our separate ways and then eventually made our way back to LA and he called me and said hey starting a band you want to be in it I'm like yeah you know like without even hearing the music I was like of course yes because I knew he had something really special about him and then here we are now no I, I like that I, I kind of like that whole um, story more or less to be the, the runt and then like, you know, finding your way pretty much because yeah. Are, are you like the youngest in your family? No, I've got a bunch of stepsisters and a younger sister. She doesn't care. Okay. For me. <laughs> so it's pretty much, yeah. It's like pretty much trying to find, find your way. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Amy, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, how, you kind of got into music because I, I like how when I was doing a little bit of research because they all kind of bypass this a little bit as well as these three meet, or meet each other form this band and you're like the last one to join but I like how James did mention like adding you they had a different kind of voice like there's elements that you bring to this band that I'm sure they all appreciate uh, so tell me a little bit about your musical side um yeah so I started singing as soon as I could speak um pretty much it's hard to say like what my first song ever was. I do remember <laughs> singing my own version of like the ABCs and making it like really pretentious and soulful and adding all these unnecessary ad libs. I was always like very obsessed with that. Um, I grew up a lot with uh, my parents' vinyl collection. So like Prince and Fleetwood Mac were big, um, Stevie Nicks, you know. Um, and also my sister, I have an older sister and she's very much into like the grunge scene and all these um alternative female acts so 
Fiona Apple and Alanis Morissette were played a lot in the house. I did a lot of imitating with that. Um, <laughs> uh, I joined a couple of choirs, but I didn't really get into like the live scene until high school, like late high school when I started my first band. But um, I got kicked out of choir twice, both of those choirs, <laughs> by the way. So um, I guess a little bit of a misfit and a loner. Um, so music was kind of my my therapy. I'd go home and I, uh, my parents were both working. So I'd go home to an empty house a lot and just watch MTV the whole time. Yeah, that's you, pretty you, much. You do have some Canadian points there. So she's on one on the board for Canada because she mentioned the last more set. So good, good, good going. I, I do like though that when you were mentioning about singing the ABCs in your own version. Now, I, I don't want everyone to burst out laughing at once here, but in my mind, I was singing of Fergie singing the anthem and you going like, hey, B. And it's like, can she just, can she just say ABC? Why is she doing this? It's dragging out. You gotta be like really distracting about it. You just gotta like <laughs> show off, you know? Um, I, <laughs> I just, I have this memory of like people being like, oh, so you can sing. And I'm like really young, I'm like six or seven years old. I'm like, yeah, I can sing. And they're like, yeah. well, sing something. And I'll just like bust out with the ABCs. And I'll be like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, like, so and, that's, like, and, that's, and that's when they walk away because they're so embarrassed. They're like, I well, they, they walk away, but the other girl that could <laughs> sing, like, she got her cousins to come back around later and they beat me up. But that's the instead of so, this is where you still use your musical talents, okay? Instead of yelling out, help, no, you go, help me, I'm getting beaten up. <laughs> Was that like SOS, like Rihanna song? That would have been helpful at that time. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, to each their own. Like, you know, I when I was younger, to people be, would come up to me. be young and get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, when I was young, people used to be like, oh, you think you're a funny guy? Well, tell me a joke. I'm like, that's not how that works. And then, <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, well, your face is funny. I'm like, if you laughed at that, then I'm funny. And then you'd go home and be like, oh, I'm not funny. They insulted me. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, I want to get into a little about uh, COVID now, because we're all in kind of quarantine. Uh, you know, feel free, whichever one of you want to shoot out first, but uh, what exactly have you been doing to keep yourselves content or busy? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this fucking question so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate, I guess, honestly, I still don't know. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be content or busy ever again. <laughs> Because I feel like I'm stuck in hell, but um, <laughs> but I'm trying so much. I feel like <laughs> I feel like personally, I am doing things that I enjoy. There, I have many. It's like you know, Amy introduced me to this show, Last Man on Earth. Have you seen that show? I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever I'm seen that. But lot, there's a lot of Last Man's things on TV that I'm like, dude, come on. It, I feel like we're living in a last man on earth kind of situation where it's like, it's like, yes, the earth is still beautiful. Yes, there's still pleasures that humans have, but the world is fucked and there's not a lot of room to do the things that are normal to you. So I think rediscovering a lot of that has been hard, but we, as a band, we have done a lot of good, and you know, in the absence of normal uh life we've done a lot of cool things and i think we're 
moving towards a life that sustains that kind of like, I don't know, uh, that, that sustains that kind of like reality. And I, I, I hope it, it's, I hope soon we can get out there and play some actual shows, but for the most part to keep ourselves sane, I know Amy and I have a lot of like Mario Kart. I know Johnny's been in, into that as well. We've been into like, I, I, I got a badminton net uh, in, in my backyard trying to do that, trying to get out there and get some exercise. So that's all I can say, but fuck, it sucks. I, I like I like your answer, but I'm also now appreciating more that you're a musician and not a preacher because I can just imagine you going into a church and being like, we're all fucked. Um, I could be. <laughs> <laughs> and you see people be like people be like i didn't get my that's i didn't get good, that's a good point that's a good yeah. Point. yeah i'm like i'm coming in like with my with my grandma or something and be like this is preacher james he's he's asserting us that everything's fine james can you please talk to my nan we're all fucked all in. <laughs> i like the mario part though i agree with you on the i Mario. Would love to deliver that message <laughs> well you know what let's i can reenact it for you i mean i come from a broadcasting background it's like we're live with james from uh paper jackets james what's the news we're all fucked back to you in the studio <laughs> it's like the world's a beautiful place but we're all fucked yeah and then you'd see me expecting you to go longer i'm doing my paper read and then you'd expect i'm expecting you to go longer and i'd be like and then i'd be like Sorry about that. Uh, James was supposed to go 10 minutes longer, but uh, apparently we have to come back. That would be my Mike Myers moment of when Kanye was like, George doesn't care about black people. That would be my moment. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah. Never forget Kanye. <laughs> he's done so much, you know, it's just hard to remember everything he said. Yeah, in, in fairness, I forget a lot of it, but my favorite ones I've ever seen on Instagram was when I think it's Kim goes, we don't have a pool. And he's like, can oh. you believe that? We don't have a pool or, or something of that nature. I'm like, I totally relate to content. Totally relate. <laughs> you have all this shit, but yet you don't have the one thing. Like Kanye is doing his best. <laughs> Man. Um, um, you know, I, I, Emily, what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself, uh, I guess, content? Um, hopefully not listening to, you know, Preacher James over there. <laughs> hey, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I, I agree with you. Listen, I'm on your side. You know, in a weird <laughs> way, it's kind of like comforting to know that someone else is also freaking the fuck out, you know? Uh, so I listened to Preacher James, um, but I've been into, uh, like, they were into Mario Kart. I was into The Sims, mainly mm -hmm. because, like, I liked building them giant castles down to the end. That was very entertaining for me. <laughs> Suddenly six hours go by, you're like, oh, okay. And just, you know, like fine tuning the basics, you know, of instruments and like just running your scales again and just, you know, while I'm at home, might as well do that. Now, in, in fairness, have you ever given your Sims your basic real life and seen how that turned out? Because I've tried that once and my Sims committed suicide. So I was no, I'm joking. I'm that's sad, but I'm joking. But someone's definitely out there being like, I did that to my Sims and they did that. So it's not so funny. I'm like, well then make your life more entertaining. God. My, 
my girl, she she is a musician and she uh, she's published and uh, she took the classical route. So she writes classical songs now. And I made all my band members. I have yet to show them, <laughs> reminding me. And we all live in a band house. And then I've got like a house with my my dream, you know. Don't think I'm going to have kids, but they had kids. My boyfriend and I had kids there. And then uh, we've got a little dog and our cat. Does it have a pool? It does. Yeah. It has an underground pool. It has to have a pool. I'm so terrified for your children. The, uh, <laughs> I remember reading about that thing with the Kardashians pool, and it was because they have a pool, but they've never used it. There you go. Yes, there oh, you go. <laughs> Dashian and Kanye West's sixty million dollar home has a pool yeah. that hasn't been touched. Just just take a second <laughs> and just imagine you are married to someone and you get them something and they never use it. Not like something small, like oh, you didn't use like the shampoo I got you because you didn't like it, but a, a pool. And you're like, I love our pool. How the fuck do you love your pool? You've never been in it. That's like me saying I love a band and never heard one track, and someone calls you out on that. Like, come on. Yeah. Fair enough, but yeah, it's uh... no. I, I do. I, I love Kanye in that aspect. Like there are, are there are moments that I'm mad at Kanye, but in that aspect, I'm like, dude, yeah, I relate to you. I you relate to it, you. You know what? It, you know what it is. It's it's just a testament to how quickly people can take for granted the nice things they have, and the truth yeah. is, it, the the biggest one I can tell you is like I used to have a nice view of the hollywood hills and now i have a shitty view of a parking lot and i'll tell you this i'll tell you this i when i first had the view of the hills it took me like two weeks to take it for granted and i guarantee you kim and kanye take a lot more than that for granted including the view including the pool including their kids and their life and you know fuck all what else you know so I feel like I feel like your anthem right now. End be, of speech. End of preaching. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you were walking off right now, we would have to sing Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny, what have you been doing to kind of uh, keep yourself sane during all this time? Uh, besides, like Mario Kart, I I bought a bike, and I just like go on super long bike rides, and it kind of helps pass hours of time. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've been cooking more. What else? I've been trying to like just get out. At first, I was just kind of cooped up here, being all sad. Then I was like, you know what? There's, as James put it, there's a beautiful world out there. I've been trying to explore a little more, at least locally. So I feel like so to cheer you guys all up and to kind of you know being quick marketing here. Like baby teeth. I heard that you guys love seeing baby teeth because it puts you in like a happier mood or a better spirits. Mm. Um, like tell tell me the importance of that. Like, why is it that song? Like to me, that the song like Pharrell's I'm Happy doesn't make me happy. It makes me annoyed. So tell me why this song in general lifts your spirits. I, for me, I think it's just like the the live experience well, of that show is of uh, that song is um it just makes us all happy. We want to dance. We want to sing to it. It just feels good. You know? James, sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Um, Guys, I'm Canadian. Is... I'm Canadian. I get to say sorry. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I'm not sorry for saying the next thing I'm going to say, which is that Baby Teeth is one of our favorite songs. But, you know, it seems like there's so many songs that come and go. This one definitely feels like a happy song for us. And we made a just the big thing I want people to know about this song. We made a pretty kick-ass music video for it. And not a lot of people can make kick-ass music videos anymore, especially not with the kaleidoscope of color that we did with this video. I think you should definitely watch it. It's super cool. It's super cool. And not just try to plug it on your show, but I'm just saying it's a really no, cool video. Um, but when I think back to the song, I think about the video too. I think it's, it, it was one of those moments we had, you know, together on, on set and it was really, really, really neat, neato. No, I, I, you know what? I actually have heard the song. I haven't, I haven't come across the video. That's definitely going to be something now that I'll go back and look you at. You should but, watch it. It's insane. It's really cool. <clears throat> oh, so you don't want me to watch that because what's going to happen is then I'm going to just track all you guys down and like, you know, text you and be like, this video was great. This video is great. It's like, look what you did, Preacher James. You made this worse. Uh, you can text me. I'll give you my number. Glad you can text me whenever you want. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have so you know what it, it's funny because I want to kind of get into how I stumbled across you guys. Um, you know, in the world of COVID now, there's a lot more people that I guess trying to find things to do. I've kind of invested a little bit more time in social media, uh, just scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and that's where I came across it on Instagram. And I think the song was Bad Company. And you know, the first time you scroll through it, you're like, hold on, that was actually catchy. I'm gonna scroll back up. Then you listen to it a little bit more, you're like, okay. You feel it out. And then I was like, one day I lost it. I was like, you asshole, you had it, and now you lost it. Um, luckily, it came back up. And then I was like, oh, this song sounds great. <laughs> and then I went to the iTunes library and started like previewing some more songs. And it's like, Miss You was catchy. Uh, I've, uh, I'm Depressed was another one that I liked, and Girl. And I was like, all right, send these guys a request. Have these guys on, because I like this music. And I've said it before to other people, um, and I'll say it to you guys while you're all here. Uh, it's a lot to me, like a bit of 1975s, a little bit of, sometimes I'll hear a little bit of like Blink-182. There's like all these different sounds that I like in it, but I compare it to the 1975s because it's different elements to the song. It's not all the same song. And I can say this as a Canadian, but it's not like a Nickelback where you hear one song and you're like, I hear one song, I heard them all. It's not like Nickelback. It is what it is, but in your case, it's like you can pick a song, like it. You might not like the next one. You like the third one, but you're like someone else. Like, but I like that one. I'm like, good. They give you something of different of every element. So I know it's a long-winded way of saying I like the songs, but how does that? How do you guys relate to that or feel about that? I love that. I think a lot of people. I mean. Just personally, I'm sure I can speak for my bandmates as well. People come up to us and be like, I really liked, you know, this song or this. I really like Fairweather Friends. Or, and I'm like, really? Because it's not exactly like a, a popular one. Yeah. But that's like their anthem. That's like what they wake up to. It's what they listen to to make them feel good. And that that feels good to us, too. Because I know we all have our, our bands and our music that we listen to to make us feel good. By the way, that Fall Out Boy record, that whole, that that first one, oh my God, that's all I would listen to, you know. So the same goes for for nowadays with bands that we like, you know. But I love that take. 
Yeah, like I so like my I, I kind of like the experience of you know when you grow up your kind of musical interests might change or you kind of grow to appreciate other tunes because I remember up here in Canada like the Much Music Video Awards per se and you kind of get stuck with certain acts that you like and I think one year Fallout Boy had won one and I was hanging out with a friend I'm like I hate Fallout Boy I can't believe they took the award away from this person and then I actually go listen to their music and now I'm probably one of the biggest like Fallout Boy fans ever. But like if someone took a, an award away from Follow Up Boy, I'd be like, I hate them. And then like three years later, you're like, eh, all right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed over quarantine, country and like trap pretty hard, you know? Just taking the time to listen to new music too has been nice over quarantine. Yeah, sure. Uh, the, the other thing I want to kind of get into here as well is. Now, I know we kind of brought in about the musical influences. Um, what is the age range here? Like, are you guys all kind of 90s kids or a little bit like late 80s? You could say that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's correct. So, like, I, I want to get to the debate here starting yeah. going. But, like, you know, we, we've kind of discussed, well, I've kind of discussed this with other people as well. But, like, Britney or Christina or Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Now, the guys are probably going to be like, Neither. Fuck that. Oh, no. I'm going to take this one. Okay, so Christina, obviously, for the vocals. Like, Britney, um, she always had the dance moves, you know? And, and I feel for Britney, and I'm rooting for her. I don't know if you watched that documentary, but I'm pretty shocked about what she's been going through. So I, I'm supporting Britney. I was an NSYNC fan. I'm, I'm just going to say it. They, they had the better vocals. Their, their acapella, acapella performances were always on point, and they had the better dance moves. But here's the thing. BSB was much bigger worldwide, and I recognize that. But at the end of the day, Max Martin was writing all those songs. So it's all kind of like, it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, like JT, JT and Brittany. Oh, well, I'm sorry, not JT, Brittany, but I. Yeah, I like I like NSYNC and I like fucking Christina. I I could take Britney too. Whatever, they're all good. <laughs> okay, so get this. What so about Shakira? I... The question is, what about Shakira? <laughs> I I didn't have friends that influenced me upon like the NSYNC and Backstreet Boys or Christina or Britney, so I discovered an Irish girl group called Bewitched and that was my jam. <laughs> That's what I was listening to when everybody was listening to the popular what the fuck? I don't remember that one. It was like a it was like a B, B level, C level pop hit. Yeah. But it might have been bigger worldwide. I don't know. I, I is that how is that how people are gonna talk about me later? They're gonna be like, yeah, it was like a C level band. <laughs> It's like kind of shitty. Pop in the year 2000. I, I feel like I know every like mid-level and high-level artist and song. If you go down being remembered for anything, that's great. Like, you know, you say, say you sing Say La Vie, but I think Jesse, hold on. And I know you're going to be like, oh, thank God I haven't heard <laughs> Um, And I, I, I like I look at it from the standpoint of like when you're mentioning about British, like the, the, the kind of the British invasion, they're like, I don't know if you'd remember it, but we've had, I think it was like five was another one of boy bands. That was oh yeah. Baby when the lights go out. There you go. It was in that yeah. stepmom movie. 
with uh, mm. Julia Roberts. I'm sure they would love to hear that. It was in <laughs> she was a photographer, and it was like the scene, you know. Yeah, there was there was five, and my favorite one was BB Mac. Although, like, now you're back here, yeah, baby. There, there you go, Emily. What are you doing? You brought this up, and it seems like you're spacing out on me. I have heard of these things. I okay, just, well, you I have to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amy, Amy, Amy will educate you on this. Yeah, <laughs> she's got me. We had a whole Selena, Selena night. I taught her about Selena, not Gomez. Yeah. Selena, like continue. There you go. See, there are fans out there that are going to listen to this and be like Gomez, and then you're going to be like, come here. Uh, <laughs> wow, Selena Gomez's namesake, Selena. Yeah. Like that's who she's named after. Selena. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, like definitely. You know, I want to include you in this as well, but Johnny, like in the nineties, I guess, what kind of bands were you listening to? Cause like, I feel like as a drummer, you might've idolized maybe someone like a Travis Barker and like a Blink-182. I could oh, be sure. dead wrong, but like- For sure, like yeah. that's spot on. Yeah. Oh, I to... oh, I'm so glad I was spot on. That's like the one, hold on, let me put that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> a point for me. There's James. Oh, he's right, he's right there, he's back. I'm just kind of shocked that I learned something about Johnny today because I didn't know that he played dr drums in middle school. Yeah, I was finding that out too. I know, I'm so shocked. No. <laughs> yeah. I am, that I am also shocked. <laughs> that's, that's okay, you know, right right there, that's going to be the clip that we're going to use. I am so shocked that you play the drums never told us. And then that's going to be the MC. It's going to be like, Paper jackets breaks up because Preacher James and the rest of the crew didn't know that Johnny played drums and now they're very upset. <laughs> I'm giving you so much content here. No. Honestly, I gotta really we never knew that Johnny could play the drums. I know, I'm not good anymore. Johnny, don't undersell it. Come on, this is a podcast. No. <laughs> can you play drum? The question is, can you play drums and guitar at the same time? <laughs> yeah. I. You know what? He wouldn't need you if he was able to do that. Come on. <laughs> that would just be a tour in itself. Forget Sean Mendes. I'm Canadian. There's going to be people that are like, girls, Sean Mendes. Like, no, Johnny. <laughs> It's like, you know, you can have a guy that can sing and play guitar, but can you play guitar and drums at the same time? That's a gift, my friend. That's a beer commercial. That's a beer commercial right there. It is. <laughs> Forget Tom Brady and he's whatever. So before player. I so rudely interrupted, what were you saying? Can't no, no, we were, we were just, so what we were doing, we were discussing like Britney compared to Christina. I asked Johnny kind of, you know, where he was interested in drum, or drums. Uh, drums, how he uh, kind of got interested in that. And I mentioned Travis Barker. I got a point on the board because I was correct. Uh, but I, I guess uh -huh. I'll swing over to you, James. Like in the 90s, what kind of things were yes. like you really listening to? Because um, we just had Nirvana. In the, in, the, in the 90s, what was I listening to? Okay, so there was this little TV on my mom's like dresser that played, it would just like played whatever. Well, actually, no, I, I don't know. I don't know back then if you had what, if you had cable or what. I can't remember because I was just a kid. But it had MTV on it, and I remember like seeing like those MTV news news shows. Do you remember that? With what's his fucking name? And it would be like a news program, but on, on MTV. Remember that? I believe that's actually his official name, by the way. 
<laughs> I I remember exactly what you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. He was older. Yeah. That's where I that's where I got it, but I I can't remember. I think the dire straits had a a video on MTV at that time. And that was the first time I saw colors and music and light and love all come to me at once. And it was beautiful. Um, I'm trying to remember before that, before that, honestly, I remember she, my mom dated this guy who was a contractor. He was, he owned his contracting business. And in one of the rooms that they were doing all the drywall in. There was like a bunch of scattered cassettes and it was like Queen and like the police and like all these cool eighties bands. But of course I had no idea what the fuck that meant. So I put them all and I jammed them into whatever slot they would go into. And I, that's, that's basically the birth of my whole musical life right there. And I, cause for, for seriously before that it was just oldies on whatever the oldies station was i can't remember but for me it was 10 it was 101.3 oldies before that it was just darkness pure darkness so yeah that reminded me the other day james we were filling out that document with like our we were doing this like running doc where we could all fill in the answers. And it was like kind of a lot of these questions like, what, how did you start music? And like, it says like, what is your favorite artist of all time? And I was looking at James's and I literally laughed out loud so hard. Cause it was like, here it is. He said, Tom, Pre <laughs> Tom Petty, Dire Straits, Elvis, and The Used. I loved, I honestly got into like, so yeah, there was a big dark period between like, you know, the 80s and 2001. But in 2001, I was reborn as like an emo kid. You know, <laughs> I was like, it was like all of a sudden Elvis and Kung, anything I knew before then was just forgotten. It was kind of like, like remnants of Kurt Cobain, but mostly Burt McCracken, you know, and it was like, the crackhead McCracken days, you know? Um, so I love that. Were you guys big fans of the U's in, up in Canada? Um, I mean, for me personally, probably probably not. Uh, <laughs> but now if there's other people out there that okay. are listeners, like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta look at it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Newfoundlander. I'm pretty plain and simple. So it's like, you know, Bare Naked Ladies to me was big. Uh, Alanis Morissette, Avril Lavigne. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, very naked ladies is a is a great is a great choice. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like now we have the Ar the Arkells. Um, the Arkells are like a, a pretty decent act, I feel as well. Um, but and you yeah. have Mother Mother. I need need to check them out if you haven't. Mother What's Mother. That? Mother Mother's Canadian. They're awesome. Oh, Mother Mother. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna start my own band called Father Father, and we'll team up. Children <laughs> children. No, I'm only kidding. That would be terrible. Um, the, I, the other thing I want to kind of get into here with you guys is like, um, I know we kind of touched on COVID, but now in 2021, um, what's some of, I guess, the silver lining or some goals, like I guess either personal goals or band goals that you're kind of looking forward to? I shouldn't say looking forward to, but more or less like, I guess, kind of like 
motivating you to not, um, I guess, do an old yeller. <laughs> well, 20, 2021. Well, we've got, we've got, um, I'm saying ban goals. I mean, it, things are looking promising with the, the vaccinations and the rollout with that. So um, I do think we will see a return to live shows this year, maybe late summer, I'm hoping. Um, so just getting prepared for that. If, the, if I'm going to say when the time comes, we'll be ready to just get back out there and not be like lollygagging, you know, getting rehearsed when we could be out there. So I prefer to get out there as soon as we can. Yeah, we're already preparing ourselves right now for that potential or possibility. I hope that it becomes reality soon. I think we all do. Uh, in all seriousness, I mean, God, if we can just get back to like uh, some, you know, a semblance of normal and get out there and play for some people and, 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 and rejoin our friends on the road, that would be great. And uh, John, Johnny or uh, Emily, you want to? Tune in with your own there? I'm with them. <laughs> like, I think, you know, there's these virtual concerts that people are doing now. I think those are pretty cool. Um, but also just, I think a lot of people miss being there in the room with, you know, their favorite band or whatever, and just having that experience and like being with your friends and seeing at the top of your lungs. Like, I think when the whole COVID thing lifts, people are going to really appreciate that more. And the whole like concert business is going to really be booming. People miss that. They, they realize what it was like, Oh, you can't take that away from me, you know? And so people are going to be going out. Oh more. yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for, I'm ready to go to shows. I'm ready to put on shows. Like I'm ready. Yeah. It's going to be good. We're tired of this bullshit, man. I got to tell you, we're tired of it. And I think it's, I mean, that in the nicest way. I, I know, you know, we are tired of being cooped up. We want to be out there for people, for their enjoyment. And um, yeah. James, I like, I like that soundbite. That's what I'm going to use at the beginning of this episode. I'm tired of this bullshit. And people are going to be like, I can't believe he said that to the podcast host. Is he, what did he say during this interview to make him so mad? It's not from a place of anger, man. It's from a place yeah. of love. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, if, if I was one of those podcasts where it's like, you know, I want the, the dirt sheet, that's what I would use as the as the poster. It's like, you know, like, hey, you got to check out this podcast. Here's what James had to say. I'm tired of this bullshit, man. And they're like, why is he so mad at him? What did he do? The, the host looks very scared. Um, I want to, I want to play a a bit of a, um, kind of a Canadian game, if you will. Uh, it's not, it's not trivia. I'm not going into Canadian trivia because listen, (laughs) I would be kicked out of this whole country because I don't know my own Canadian trivia. Um, which I I guess I'm okay with where else would I go? Um, but have you guys ever had poutine? I have. It sounds dirty. It does sound dirty, uh, but I can't remember. I can't say yes or no. Explain, explain this poutine. Johnny, you want to you give it a shot explaining poutine? Well, I went to Canada a couple times. I uh, <laughs> was told to get some poutine, and it's basically like French fries with like gravy. And with what? 
It's like gravy topped French fries. Wait, it, actual like gravy put on turkey? It looks weird, sounds bad, tastes great. I'm looking this up. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's like potatoes. It's like potatoes and gravy. Oh like, no, that makes sense. sense. French fries. That makes yeah, sense. Come on. Dude, I won't even put ketchup on my fries. I put mayo on them, so I'm not no place to judge. Oh, it doesn't look that bad. I feel I feel like I feel like me and uh, Amy, if we ever hung out, I'm I'm okay with that. We would not have a problem with that. Um, <laughs> now I I know that you can guys I just say. You, can I just say? God. No, you go ahead. You got. Yeah. No, it's you, James. I just say. You know what this reminds me of? You know what this reminds me of? If you ever watch Pulp Fiction, when he talks about, he's like, he's like, you ever been to? He's like, you ever been to you know Amsterdam? He's like, yeah, drugs are legal, you know, man, it's cool. And then they're like, yeah. He's like, what, what do they call a a Big Mac in you know in in France? He's like, El Roy with cheese. You know? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, man, what do they put on French fries? And he goes, they put them in fucking uh, mayonnaise. They drown them in that shit. Yeah, they do. It reminds me, of, it reminds me of that kind of thing. It's like, it's like it's a it's a weird thing. People don't know how to put different things on fries. Like for me, I grew up putting ketchup on fries. Some people don't like ketchup, you know? But for me, ketchup goes on fries. Other how about people, I don't know. Maybe it's great. Ice cream on fries? That actually sounds good if you were to dip it in a milkshake. I can get on board with that. Really good. I like just sauces, you know? Just not ketchup. Is that my I like ketchup. I love sauces. <laughs> How do you say it? Sauce. Put a sauce on it. It's okay. We were alone. I'm from Boston area, and it comes out sometimes. I guess. Like the sandwich that you have. The what? The sandwich. What do you call it? Oh, grinder. Yeah, grinder. grinder. <laughs> I believe it's a sub, though, not like anything. Right. I feel like Amy, 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 Amy be careful when you ask for that in certain in certain places. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I recommend what? it is a regional request. The, the grinder. What do you call it? What do you call it? A hair? A grinder? Grinder, yeah. You know what? Maybe back home, but I feel like if you were like, hey, give me a grinder, they'd be like, okay. And then you're just like, yeah, yeah easy. Then I'm gonna have to like run, yeah. Exactly, it's it's fair. I feel like like Emily's like Emily's response there. If someone said to you know a poutine, she'd be like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what you're trying to get at, but no, please stay away. It'd be like, Emily, what did you just say to me? <laughs> Emily, yeah, what, yeah, Emily, what do you put on? What do you guys eat out there in Arizona for like you know sandwiches and stuff? Like, what do they have? Wow. Is it like a? Is it like a? You know. I don't think we got a special one, or maybe that's where I learned about the ice cream and French fries. I don't recall. See, yeah. I, to me, if I if I was on at the Emily's East house, Coast, yeah, on the East Coast, they've got all kinds of different kinds of delis and sandwiches and cheesesteaks. People put ketchup on shit. Some people hate ketchup. I feel like for me. I remember my stepdad, he used to beat me because I didn't, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> he, used to say, he used to say stuff, he used to, he used 
Bubby used to go, why do you want ketchup on your hot dog? And I go, what do you mean? Ketchup goes on hot dog. He goes, no, it's mustard and relish. It's mustard and relish. He's right. <laughs> I like ketchup. How about pineapples? Like, what the fuck is that? I I agree with the pineapples on pizza. Thank you. Thank you. I like pineapples on pizza. I do too. And I too. I mean, we're friends. Okay, well then, I feel like that's going to be the name of this podcast. It takes people about fifty-three minutes to get into the reason, but that's okay. No. <laughs> um, the, the, the other thing I want to get into with, of course, with the How Canadian Game is, I know you guys named some of your favorite singers. Um, you know, some people that you idolize, but. Could you name me maybe a Canadian act that you like either you still follow or you're still kind of like head over heels with? To me, it's Avril. I'm sorry, but I don't care what she does. Avril's always number one. She's great. I mean, Justin Bieber. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah, I still keep up with Justin Bieber. Okay, I got one. <laughs> Mariana's Trench. Mmm. Nice. I cannot get enough. Uh, always makes me happy. Um, Josh Ramsey's vocals are insane, and I've actually like been trying to like sing along with him, and I've noticed that I've been getting better because of him. So like, I'm all about it. Shout out, okay, yeah, we've actually had. Uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name there. I think Ian Ian Castleman from Harris mm-hmm. uh, on Yeah, yeah, they're really they're a really good band. The other one that's a little bit controversial, but I will add it just because I have no problem saying it is I grew up with Headley, and I liked Headley. Uh, it kind of sucks with what's going on now, but I, I feel like music oh, Headley's good. Headley's good. Yeah. Music person separate, but I feel like you know I, I I can defend the music, maybe not the person. It's almost like when someone says I grew up listening to Chris Brown. It's like yeah, great dancer, great vocalist, but person maybe don't want to meet him that much. Yeah. yeah. I like I like, how, I like how Johnny's like I'm looking at Johnny's mind. He's like solid point. Can I just can I just put something out there? Can I I want to put something out there? Go ahead. Um, my favorite Canadian, my favorite Canadian culture, and I don't know if they celebrated up there in uh, Newfoundland. Uh, but Johnny and I, I'll even speak for Johnny on this. Um, we like uh, the uh, the trailer park boys. That is actually Nova Scotia, so it's like the right province right over. But yeah, we're uh, very big on the trailer park boys. Right? Are you? Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. I'm just making sure because that that's a big one. <clears throat> yeah, tra- trailer park boys was actually yeah, it's like it's huge up here. I remember when they were very like when it was on it's like CBC up here. Like I've had friends that would be like, "We're going home watching trailer park boys." I'm like, guys, look around. We are the trailer park boys. <laughs> why, why are we watching ourselves on TV? Come on. They'd be like, I'm not, I'm not buying into your, why are you so negative? I'm like, I'm not being negative, Jimmy. <laughs> this that's, is that's a very great show. I was a little late to the party. I was like, James was like, oh, you got to watch like season seven or something. And I was like, oh yeah. So like I, loaded it up on my iPad and I was on like a flight and I watched like five episodes and I literally like couldn't, I was just by myself and I couldn't stop laughing. And the people next to me are like, what the fuck is he watching? And I was just <laughs> dying by myself. Oh, this is a show? This isn't a band? No, no, it's a, yeah, yeah, no, it's a TV show. No, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, a, it's a 
Canadian masterpiece. Isn't, isn't that like, uh, is it called Shit's Creek? Isn't that Canadian? That's another one. Yeah, that's a good one too. Well, that's a different Canadian masterpiece. It's a different one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Stop I'm trying I, to fucking. I could, I could, be, I, could be, I could be incredibly biased here and say Trailer Park Boys compared to Shit's Creek just because it's more local to me. It's closer in the East Coast, but Shit's Creek's a good show. I mean, listen, there are people out there that still look at that lady and say she's from Home Alone, and that's it. I feel like that, yeah, that, that has, yeah. Oh, she I, 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 a lot of other stuff too. I just wanted yeah, to be I like, love, I, would, I, would love, I would love to see it at Shit's Creek where she at least had one cameo with, you know, Kevin. Yeah. I was working him in one episode yeah. at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, guys, to well, clue it up, I, I did enjoy the conversation. Um, I, I, I kind of want to get to, again, back to the band part of things here, but like, tell me a little bit about. Um, like how these sessions are going. Cause I know with COVID you're all in different, like I know you're all generally in the same area, but how does like the sessions come to be? How do you write songs during this time frame? Amy, you can answer that question. Oh, oh okay. So um, I mean, it's just like with anything, someone comes up with an idea, you send it to another person. Um, this year we started um, exploring more with various producers. So there was a lot of like what I call song dating. Um, just trying, trying new things and working with new people. Yes. A lot of, a lot of Zoom stuff, um, which I'm looking forward to getting out of because writing songs, I mean, you can do it, but I, I just prefer the face-to-face when you're, uh, you know, talking about, it's, it's just a different vibe when you're in the studio and when you're just looking at your computer screen. That's fair. I feel like, you know, in, in contrast, when you're doing Zoom meetings, it's like, um, you know, you, you can still bounce ideas off each other, but I feel like in real person or like in real face to face, it's like, if you want to have it out with someone, you're like, I didn't like how that song sounded. Come over here. <laughs> it's like a Mortal Kombat moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something different. Yeah. I call, I say there's like writing the record and then there's like making the record. Um, and I feel like a lot of that happens when you're making the record. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's like you gotta get all hey, down. Just right. so you know, we have a lot of those Mortal Kombat move. We have a lot of those Mortal Kombat uh, scenarios happening playing out in real time. Oh, that. I I do, I do it all the time. I'm mostly me trying to kill everyone. <laughs> I oh I do it all the time. Every time I'm done a podcast, there's like the inner monologue to me that goes, "Come over here," and I'm like, "What did I do this time?" <laughs> My, like in my mind, you know what the funny thing is though. When you mentioned Mortal Kombat, it's like Sub Zero, Scorpio. Like Jesus, all you did was change a color. Come on, guys, be more creative. Well, Scorpion has a fucking thing that shoots out of his hand, right? I mean, and it kills the gate, and it makes the guy come over here. Whereas Sub Zero, he shoots ice or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I can tell the girls do not give a shit right now. No, I look. Amy's Amy's face is leaned in, going, "When did I sign up for this?" (laughs) I'm just like, "Where am I?" I just got a little lost here. Scorpion. Well, well, like, hey, you know what? You know what? My favorite. This game. Wait, what? Right. There's okay. Can I just say there's a lot of latency on this on the speed, so it's hard for me to hear and also hear what you're saying. But what I was gonna say is, did you play Mortal Kombat? 
I don't think I did. I remember there was like a song though. There was like a really big song. You never played more. You never played the game. I don't think it was it karate. Yeah, it was like was karate. It, was it like street fighting? <laughs> no, that's street fighter. Oh, Different yeah. thing. Okay, I I, I don't want to be the podcast that breaks up this band. Okay, so let's 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 all <laughs> <laughs> I I you know what? Take it over, chief. No, I, I feel like the, the funny thing is with all that is when you're mentioning about these, like the game Mortal Kombat, and again, when just say they don't play it, it's like, you know, everyone has a different dynamic. Like, I feel like everyone can relate to a Mario Kart. Yeah, our well, We've been doing like battle a lot, like Mario Kart battle. <laughs> That's my jam, throwing bombs at people. Yeah. Amy's ruthless. In a game, in a game. Amy. In a game. No. Dude, when you can game, land, yeah. when Let's you can land the right bomb on someone, <laughs> that's. But see, that's that's, that's as a child, that's basically how you get uninvited to sleepovers. It's like you know, yeah. you know, he's the kid who who ruined my whole life. Like I, I'm sure there are people out there right now. Not me, not me. But there are definitely people out there. Like I remember back in grade four, I could have been a very popular kid, but this guy gave me the blue shell and it ruined my whole life. I hate the blue shell. Yeah. So at the end, too. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Paper Jackets for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.